At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a sh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Hey everybody, welcome into the Hank Haney Podcast. It's Minnesota Tim Parashka with you on this Sunday, bringing you a presentation of the best clips from the previous week. This first clip comes from last Monday. The great predictor Steve Johnson and myself... We reacted to Bryson DeChambeau winning the Rocket Mortgage Classic. You can go to Monday's podcast and hear that entire episode. Hank's out of town. The show must go on, and uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic must go on, too, doesn't it, Tim? Yes, it does. And I just want to make a big statement right from the get-go, okay? Okay. This wasn't a hot take or anything. But when you predict golf and you predict any winner, if you predict any winner to be the winner and they win, right? and you get that right, there has to be some sort of kudos to you. So on Wednesday, I made the guarantee. I didn't think that it would happen. I didn't hope that it would happen. But I made the guarantee that Bryson DeChambeau would win the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Did you really? I did. What a what a limb you went out on. I'm telling you what, man. I mean, he has had, uh, since the PGA Tour restarted, Tim, you know, the highest finish he's had is eighth. 
Now he's had a tied for third, a tied for eighth, a tied for sixth, and now a number one. Um, working his way up the uh, FedEx Cup leader list. He's still not up on top, but he's he can see the top from where he is. So official world golf rankings, he'll be going up from number 10. Uh, I'm not sure we're recording this on Sunday evening, so I'm not sure what his ranking is going to be tomorrow morning on Monday. But, uh, man, I, I tell you what, this guy is uh, – you know what? I've, I've just got one thing to say, Tim. Bacon for everyone. That's what Bryson DeChambeau said when he won the tournament. Bacon is a big part of his diet now. You knew that, didn't you? Yes, I did. And Bryson DeChambeau, I have the number right here. He is going to move up to seventh in the world from 10th, which he was going into the tournament. Break it, bacon and protein shakes for everybody. That's what they're going to say. What are your thoughts on Bryson DeChambeau's size, Steve? Is that a swing that you think can hold up? Is it eventually going to break down? What are your overall impressions of the size, the swing speed, and the distance that Bryson DeChambeau gets on his drives? I'm going to answer that question. But I got to tell you, I mean, just like you you had claimed that you had uh, predicted the winner, I was really looking forward to the final round. Because remember last year at the 3M Classic that it was kind of a shootout between Bryson DeChambeau and your man, Matthew Wolf, And... Matthew Wolf got the better of him. I mean, Bryson DeChambeau, you can remember last year that Bryson DeChambeau eagled the last hole. He was feeling good. He thought, man, I'm at least going to be in a playoff. And then I'd be darned that Matthew Wolf eagled the same hole and uh, ended up winning the tournament. 20 year old Matthew Wolf at the time. Uh, I did predict, uh, I, I got to give myself some kudos. I did predict young guns in this, this week. You know, although we didn't have many top players in the world rankings, five out of the top 20. But uh, Bryson DeChambeau is a, is a kind of guy, one of my coworkers, Doug Alexander, is a teacher. He said, you know what? I'm tuning in now to watch Bryson DeChambeau. He's, he's fascinating. Uh, he speeded up his play too a little bit. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't three holes behind like he had been in the past. But I'll tell you what, he is very innovative. I don't know about his, his nutrition plan, but everything else seems to be working out for him. He averaged 350.6 yards off the tee this week at Detroit. Yeah. You know what that, so if you hit, there's four par threes. So if he were to hit driver off the other 14 holes, he would have covered almost 5,000 yards. What that means is his next shot is going to be very, very short. Well, that's a good point you bring up, Steve. So, Another great point to bring up about his drive. So not only is he averaging three, not only did he average 350.6 yards off the tee, which ranked first in the Rocket Mortgage Classic, but you look at his driving accuracy and it was 59%. He hit 33 of 56 fairways. And when, and when they do the shot link on Bryson DeChambeau's drives, it is unbelievable to me how he keeps the ball so straight. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't go left. It doesn't go right. It pretty much is in, on a dead straight line. Right. He does have, he has path control and he has club face control. How he does it is innovative. Uh, uh, you know, really, you would call it unconventional. But I, what I'm afraid of is, I mean, and also, you know, 
Matthew Wolf didn't have the greatest day today. You know, he had 12 bogeys this week. He had five bogeys today in his round, and uh, that really cost him the tournament. I mean, is is for as many bogeys as he had to be right there within one shot or two shots of the lead to win this tournament is is saying a lot about his talent too. But the the, the thing that I'm perplexed with is that all of these rollbackers are going to they're going to start protesting again about rolling the ball back, but they're making these great old Donald Ross golf courses obsolete. And, uh, I mean, you got to say, hey, what we saw this week was a definite dwarfing of a golf course, um, allowing the guys, there was some rough, but it wasn't, it wasn't penal rough. Penal, it doesn't penalize you if you're in the rough. These guys are so strong, they'll hack it out anyway. But in order to play an old school course that's not as long as as they're playing this year or this these days, this year, these days, they've got to make it more severe not to hit the fairways. I mean, uh, if if par is the score that they want want them to shoot now, I mean, twenty three under won this tournament. Um, do you consider that embarrassing? This old Donald Ross golf course. No, I don't. Not at all, Steve. For a couple okay. of reasons. The first reason is this. Last year, Nate Lashley, nobody even knows the guy. Nobody would even know him if he was standing next to you. He shot 25 under par. So he shot two shots better than Bryson DeChambeau, and Bryson averaged 350 yards off the tee. Reason number two, there was nobody in this field. So Bryson DeChambeau, he won, and it's a win, and it's great for him. It's great for his confidence, and his finishes so far this season, tied for third at Charles Schwab Challenge, tied for eighth at the RBC Heritage, tied for sixth at the Travelers Championship, and now that he wins the Rocket Mortgage Classic, it adds validation to what Bryson DeChambeau is doing. Point number three, so... Bryson DeChambeau, okay, you look at his statistics, right? And this is unbelievable. I, I, I'm looking at these numbers, and I was analyzing it after the first round. So approach shots to the green. He finished minus 0.485, ranked 51st. And he wins. He finished first in putting, first off the tee, 26th around the greens and fourth tee to green. But he finished 51st in approach shots, Steve. Finished with a minus strokes gained approach shots to the green. And he wins. Now, Bryson, to win shooting a statistic like that, I mean, he has to be feeling unbelievable after this, right? Oh, yeah. You know what, though? His approach shots were not that great at, at times, but he only made six bogeys. I mean, he he capitalized on the good holes that he did have, the eagles that he made, the all, all the birdies. I, I haven't counted up his birdies, but uh, it was really there were three guys. It was a three guy match, really, and and Kevin Kisner was late to the party. It was Kevin Kisner. It was uh, the the playing partner of of Bryson DeChambeau, who was Ryan Armour. That they you know, gosh darn, talk about old school uh, versus new school. I mean, he was getting outdriven by 40, 50, 60 yards every drive, um, like he's playing a totally different game. So I I just uh 
I just think that, I mean, the guy, golf is, is a game that you've got to eliminate mistakes. And when you look at Bryson DeChambeau, although he didn't, just statistically wasn't very good on his approach shots, he minimized the amount of mistakes. God, the guy knocked it in the water on what hole number 13 today, 14. He was laying up, went too far. The fairways got a little bit firm and he rolls it into the water, makes bogey on a par five where he should be, I mean, should be looking at birdie there. He, his drive went into the trees. He had to lay up and uh, he did, drew, rinsed one in the water. But that's really the only blemish on his round today. I mean, he had a couple rounds. He had one round that he had no bogeys. He had another round that he had one bogey. And uh, that's what it takes. And when you hit it as far as he does, and the greens were very receptive to these shots too. I mean, that's what we talk about. Guys that can control their shots by the spin, the trajectory, the curve. Um, if these greens would have gotten a lot firmer and the rough would have been a little bit taller, it would have put, would have put a, a, a bigger premium on, hey, I got to position this ball around. It's more of a position course than it is just bomb it out there. The second clip comes from Wednesday's episode. So Hank, he gave some instructional tips on how you can putt better and improve your scores. He talked about speed. He talked about alignment. He talked about avoiding three putts. You can go to Wednesday's podcast and hear that entire episode. And of course, I always talk about my three keys to golf. And the three keys are eliminating penalty strokes, eliminating two chips, and eliminating three putts. And the three putts are really, frankly, I mean, that's the low-hanging fruit, I think, of of, uh, anybody's score that they could uh, lower. Everybody would lower their handicap if they eliminated their three putts. And especially for the average golfer or the middle handicap golfer, however you want to describe that person, they three putt too much. But even at the professional level, you see a lot of players who, you know, three putt and lose tournaments or uh, three putt and miss the cut. I mean, it, it's it's a factor at the professional level as well. Almost every tournament I can look at and I can point to you that three putts, two chips, or penalty shots cost them the tournament. In a lot of tournaments, it's it's the the three putts. I mean, especially true at a, at a tournament like Augusta National where the, the Masters is played. The Three putt avoidance statistic that I, I always look at. I mean, that is really the key to that tournament. And last year, Tiger had uh, two three putts, which was like the first time since 2005 he'd been around that tournament in 72 holes with less than five three putts. Now, I mean, the statistics may not exactly say that if you if you research it, but that's because they only count a three putt of a ball that was on a green and a gust a lot of times you'll have balls that roll just off the green maybe it's a, an inch off the green and technically if you putt from one inch off the green it's not a three putt but yet every player will know in his mind that that was a three putt and i and in fact i count three putts anytime you use a putter from off the green from a place that everyone would have putted from then I count that as a three putt. Now, if you're in a position where some people would have chipped, some people would have putted, okay, then I won't necessarily count that as a as a three putt. 
But these are some of the things that I uh, actually go through in my new book. And I've got my new book is out. It's called How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. And it's uh, available at HaneyUniversity.com. My Haney University site is a site that we're uh, getting cranking up again. And we're going to have daily videos that get sent out. So people are going to have a chance to go on there and sign up and you can receive uh, free daily instructional videos. Then we've got other, a lot of other great offers on there as well. Some of the uh, practice tips that I give and, and you know, training aids that I like and clubs and so on and so forth. But uh, my book is on there right now, uh, How to Play Better Golf Today. You can get an autographed copy, Lessons of a Lifetime. And one of my chapters is on putting. And it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's a, a big part of the game, but yet people don't pay uh, you know, a lot of attention to it. I mean, it's the one place where you can realistically and dramatically just save strokes by, you know, eliminating your, you know, missed opportunities uh, on on those short putts that you, you know, you, you caused you to three putt. A lot of people are are, you know, have they're standing over putts and they've got the wrong idea. I mean, they're standing over a putt. And they're thinking, I'm going to make this putt, I'm going to make this putt, I'm going to make this putt. What they should be thinking is I want to just try to get this ball close to the hole. Because the fact of the matter is, is once you get outside of 15, 20 feet, amateur golfers make very, very few putts. I'm I'm always joking when I'm with a a group at a corporate outing or, or charity tournament. And I'll say, I never see anybody make a putt. But I always see them. See him three putt, and the thing is, is when you three putt, it it is a, a shot that really, you know, you you've really essentially threw it away. I mean, that shot is is gone. It, it, and, and at every level, you could say it. Now, I mean, if you're 70, 80 feet away, people are going to three putt, sure. Uh, but the fewer three putts you have from long distance, obviously, the better. And it's the three putts from, you know, shorter distance that are, are really the, the killers. One of the things that used to crack me up when I follow, you know, and coach professional golfers and tour players is that, you know, people would watch a player make a bogey and then somebody in the, you know, crowd would say, come on, you can get it back. Well, you don't ever get a shot back that you gave away. There's no, there's no getting back. I mean, when a shot is gone, it's gone. Now, when you make a three putt and you make a bogey, uh, you birdie the next hole, you got back to even par. You know, you went from one over to, to even par, so you got back to even par, but you didn't get the shot back because the shot was was lost. It was, it was gone. But just to get back to even par, think about what, what has to happen. And say you three-putt the first hole. Yeah, anybody, this could be anybody, but, I mean, just take a touring pro. They three-putt the first hole. And then one over par. Okay, now how are we going to get back to, to even par? We have to bury the next hole. Okay, to bury the next hole, you got to hit a, 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 at least a decent drive, one that's going to give you an opportunity to hit a great iron shot. And then you, so you've hit a good drive, a great iron shot. And now invariably, you're going to have to make a putt longer than the putt that you missed to three putt. And you may have missed a, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I don't know, eight foot pot, whatever, for your three putt. 
rarely are you going to hit an iron shot inside eight feet. You're going to have to make a putt longer than the one you just missed to get that shot back or to get back to even par. But really, you don't you don't ever get that shot back. So so three putting is just an, an absolute uh, you know killer. And, and and putting in general is the, the one part of the game where I mean you you can literally have zero athletic ability, strength, speed, or stamina. And you can still be good at it. So why is it that most people just don't practice putting? Or if they do, why is that practice just mostly wandering around a practice screen, you know, doing things that, that really don't improve their putting skills, which I see a lot. I mean, I see people like go to the putting green. They've got one ball with them or two balls with them. And they spend an hour, you know, hitting these putts around the putting green and just chasing the ball around. And I think to myself, okay, we, we, they've been out there for 60 minutes and they've hit about 50 putts. There has to be a more efficient way to practice in order to get better. And and the more putts you hit, the better off you're, you're going to be in terms of developing your touch and feel. And I've always thought that there's a certain amount of putts you have to hit in your lifetime before you know, you you will ever ever have that that feel, but there there are really you know I think I think two main reasons why people don't don't work on their putting. I mean, the first thing is a lot of people you know think that you know you're you're stuck with your putting. You know, it, it's some kind of a talent thing you're born with, and you you know you can't do much to change it. You're either a good putter, or you're a bad putter. They think, and there's not much reason to to grind on it, or you know, to practice it, to try and improve it. Which that that really couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, I, I don't think anybody is really born with some phenomenal touch. I think it, that I think that definitely is is something that is developed. And like I said, you have to you have to hit a certain amount of putts in your lifetime before you're ever going to get to the point where you you have really good touch yeah but so so that 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 reason why people don't practice you know that they think they're never going to be better i mean that doesn't really hold any water i mean the other reason that i think a lot of people that don't practice is i mean they don't like to practice because quite a few people who are really poor putters have the yips and they don't like practicing because it, it just it doesn't feel good and oftentimes they maybe don't feel the yip, although it might still be there. They maybe don't feel it when they're practicing on the putting green all alone. Uh, maybe they're not in a, in a situation that will in, in, entice them to, to yip. So they feel like, you know what, it doesn't do me any good to practice because, you know, the mistake that I have or the yip that I have only shows up when I get out on the on the golf course. And, you know, or maybe they do feel when they're practicing, it just reminds them of how bad it is, it frustrates them, so they, they don't want to do it. So you're, you're not, you know, going to be surprised to, to hear me say that, you know, I, I disagree with, with that uh, chain of, of, of thinking also. I mean, you know, people are, sure, some people are naturally better at putting. They have, you know, a better touch, better feel. But the one thing that I see is, especially with putting is that everybody, everybody can improve. Everybody can get better. And one thing that you have to be able to do to get better is you have to have, you know, a, a kind of a, a baseline of fundamentals and an understanding of, you know, why the ball is rolling, why it does. And then what you're trying to do is you're tightening your, your pattern up. And so that you can, you know, 
get your putts closer to the hole. And if you get your putts closer to the hole, then you're going to, you're going to make more putts. Um, that's just the, you know, the, the, the fact of the, the, the matter. Now, if you don't make them, you certainly want a, a short putt for the, for the next, next one. Um, but when you, when you have, you know, less three putts, you're going to, you're going to play better golf. That, that should be your number one focus on putting with, without a doubt, that is your number one focused on putting. Now, there are two factors in putting. There is speed and direction. And this is just like, like every other, you know, uh, shot in golf. I mean, you have distance and direction. Putting speed and direction, the distance you hit it and the direction you hit it. The biggest problem that golfers have with putting is they don't even consider speed. I mean, they are absolutely consumed with making a read and picking the right direction. Which way does this break? How much does this break? And then they hit it eight feet by or leave it eight feet short. And the first thing that they say as the ball goes zooming by the cup eight feet, but it missed two feet to the right, they're like, oh, I didn't play enough break. Or I played too much break. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you played too much break. The ball was two feet off to the side, but you're eight feet by. I mean, shouldn't that eight feet, uh, you know, count count more? Of course it, of course it should. I mean, that's a, it, it's the most important aspect in putting, speed by far. Let's take a quick pause and hear from our sponsors. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This third clip comes from Thursday's podcast. So Hank and myself, we previewed the Workday Charity Open this week at Mirfield Village with bets, sliced bread picks, the favorites, cream of the crop. You can go to Thursday's podcast and hear that entire episode. 
Workday, uh, no Tiger. Everybody's anticipating that he's going to play next week. It'll be his his first time, so it'll be a big big buzz there. And uh, all the top players that are playing here will certainly be playing next week as well. And that's why the field struggled at at uh, at Detroit. So the only one that's you know w- was off for sure was uh, DeChambeau. You knew he wouldn't be here. He's taken this week off, but he'll be there next week. To play at uh, Jackson, but so they got a, they got a pretty decent decent field. Not not everybody's playing back to back here, but but uh, they got a lot of them. I mean, uh, they got about nine in the top twenty of the world golf ranking. So we got John Rahm and Justin Thomas leading the way. Patrick Cantley, he's there. Brooks Kepka, he's a name. Xander Shoffley, Justin Rose, Patrick Reed, Gary Woodland. I mean, you'll see Ricky Fowler there for Thursday and Friday. Um, then he, <laughs> what was that? Whoa, 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 what's that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It means you're down in his game, man. Oh, Hank, it is a disaster. Yeah, he's he's getting ready to turn it around. No, he sucks. He's done. Washed up. Joining Jordan Spieth. Mm. Well, that's not a bad place to be financially. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Those, you know. By by the way, yeah, you know. He's probably thinking to, I was thinking about this the other day about Ricky Fowler and I was thinking, you know what, is he, is he thinking, is he really worried? Is he really, really worried about his game? No. I mean, I, I wonder if he really is. I mean, I, I, I know he wants to play better. I know he cares. I know he's competitive, you know, and I, I, I know he, you know, he, he'd like to do good, but. Do you think there's a part of them that's sitting there saying, you know what, I might not be playing better, everybody, but I'm leading the league in commercials? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't know him. I don't know, you know, well, I know him, but I don't know what his motivation is. You know, he, he's he's a nice kid. I know that. And, uh, you know, he's not a kid anymore, though. He's, he, you know, he's, he, he's uh, talented. Talented, but not hadn't been hadn't been a good year for him. When you got that kind of talent, though, you could turn it around at any time. All of a sudden, have a good week. I don't think that means he's going to have a good you know rest of the year just because you have one good week. But you know, he, he started off last week with a good uh, good first round. Yeah, let's see how that going for him. Yeah, yeah, he was five under in the first round, so that was pretty good. So I got five yeah. categories for this tournament, Hanks. Doing a little something okay. different this week. So for right. the opening category, this, these are bets. It's called cream of the crop. So we got okay. John Rom minus 110. He's number two in the world. So these are head-to-head matchups in their categories in each of them. John okay. Rom minus 110 versus jo- Justin Thomas minus 120. John Rom's number two in the world, and Justin Thomas is number five in the world. Um, so far in the return to the PGA Tour, John Rom has struggled mightily. Miscut tied for 33rd and tied for 37th. Justin Thomas in his return tied for 10th, tied for 8th, and a miscut at the Travelers Championship. John Rahm has never played Muirfield Village before, which was a shocker to me. And then Justin Thomas in 2019, he missed the cut at Muirfield Village. In 2018, he tied for 8th. And in 2017, he tied for 4th. So cream of the crop category, John Rahm minus 110, Versus Justin Thomas minus one twenty. Oh, well, you got to you, you, you got to go with you can't go with the do theory here. 
I mean, you know, the do theory works sometimes, but, and, you know, you could go with that, but that's all you'd be going with would be do theory. You know, John Rahm's do to play good. I mean, I don't think you do that most of the time. You got to ride the the player that's playing good. Justin Thomas is, you know, you're not you're not taking a chance there. You're not waiting for. He's just he's just a, a, you know, always plays good. Or you know, he may he could miss a cut. I mean, there's no you know he could miss a cut, but but if he doesn't miss a cut and just have an awful week, he's he's gonna and you know even when he's missed a cut, it hasn't been that bad. But he, you know, he's he, he's going to play good. I mean, that's the thing. So I, I mean, Justin Thomas. I'm, you know, it's, it's that's an easy bet. By the way, I, you know, I, I Ricky Fowler, who you were ragging on, he finished twelfth last week. Yeah, back door. <laughs> he wasn't in it at all. Sixty seven last round, almost back door to top ten. But still, but you don't think that gave him a little confidence? Shot every no. round under par, three rounds in the sixties. Ah, oh, yeah. Tell you what. <laughs> he was playing for the sponsor. Rocket Mortgage is one of his sponsors, so he felt obligated to make the cut. <laughs> he played. He played good last week. No man, your your standards have dropped mightily. What the hell is this? I like. I like Ricky Fowler. Right. I like Ricky Fowler. All right. I, I know. I'm, I'm kind of into Ricky Fowler, but I mean, I, I don't think he's the best player to not win a major, though. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's got a ways to go. All right. What's the next matchup? All right, so category number two. This category is called the MC. So this okay. category features Ricky Fowler, which we were just talking about, and Jordan Spieth. So Ricky Fowler's 31st in the world. Jordan Spieth is now 58th in the world. The category is MC. MC means miscut. So if you were <laughs> to make a guess, who who is more likely to miss the cut this week? So it's, it's a tricky question because your first instinct is Jordan Spieth because he's playing so bad. But you look at the results so far this season, Ricky Fowler, miscut, miscut, tied for 12th in the PGA Tour's return after coronavirus. Jordan Spieth in his return to the PGA Tour, tied for 10th, tied for 68th, and tied for 54th. So so Spieth has made every single cut, but he's playing terrible except for one tournament. Fowler's missed two cuts, and he's played well in one tournament. So... Fowler versus Spieth, the MC category. Who's more okay, likely what about to miss some, the What cut? about a little history on this golf course? A little history on this golf course. So Ricky Fowler in 2019, he tied for 14th. In 2018, he tied for 8th. And in 2017, he tied for 2nd. Jordan Spieth in 2019, tied for 7th. In 2018, missed cut. And in 2017, tied for 13th. Wow. A big edge there on Ricky Fowler. I was gonna say, uh, I would have to say, Ricky Fowler just finished twelfth last week. He's got a great history on this course. He's not gonna miss a cut. Mm. So if I was betting against some, I don't think either one of them is gonna miss a cut. To be honest with you, Jordan Spieth, I would, I would not bet against Jordan Spieth making a cut. Maybe, maybe at like, okay, if it was the U.S. Open where it was a total ball striking event, yeah, I would probably bet against Jordan Spieth making the cut with where he is right now. But the thing I, you love about Jordan Spieth and I love about Jordan Spieth is that he he just gives you everything he's got. I mean, he's a grinder. He's he's going to he's going to fight it out. He's going to he's going to come with something. He might not have hardly anything, but he's going to come with something. And and that's wh- why he he doesn't miss many cuts. I mean, even though you know, it's it's almost like the, the worse he's played, see even when he was when he was great. And you know, it's been three years since he's won a tournament. 
But it was when he was great, he he missed cuts then. And but he was winning a lot of tournaments. Okay, now he, he he's you know he's he's not winning anything. He can't you know can't hardly buy a top ten if it's not a tenth. Uh, you know if he's tenth at Colonial, that was it. But but he he'll grind it out. I mean, he's not it's not lack of effort. I can tell you that much. I mean, the guy tries like there's no tomorrow. Uh, he is a he is a hard hard trier. So I I I I wouldn't bet against either one of these guys to miss the cup. All right. Category number three. This is the old guy category. So in this category, we got three players. It's a head-to-head-to-head matchup. I don't have their past results at this golf course, but I do have their results this year and their world golf ranking. So it's Jim Furyk versus Vijay Singh versus Davis Love the Third. So Jim Furyk has the best world golf ranking at 88th so far this season since the PGA Tours restart. Tied for 49th. Miscut and tied for 54th. Jim Furyk has 17 career PGA Tour wins. Now to Vijay Singh, he has six miscuts so far this season. His World <laughs> Golf ranking is right, forget about. It. He's not. He's not. He, he, he's he's not your pick, right? He's, he's not VJ your pick. Singh. Okay, all right. So no, he's not. We're your skipping pick. Vijay Singh. He does have 34 PGA Tour wins, though. I thought I'd throw that. Uh, in I know he's he's a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about Hall that. Of Famer. And then we have Davis Love the Third. He's also playing this week. He's missed both cuts since he's been back on the PGA Tour. Yeah, he's not your pick either. You got to go Furyk. <laughs> so you Jim Furyk's your guy. You got to go. You got to go Furyk. Is it because yeah. of Fluff's advice, or what? What do you think? No, it's not because of Fluff's advice. You just got to go Furyk. He's just. He still thinks he's. You know, he, he still thinks he can do it. I, 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 VJ's out there. You know, I'm not sure what he's doing. Uh, nobody wants to play that Champions Tour. That's what he's doing. I mean, they just don't <laughs> want to do it. I mean, it, it just there's no fans. It's not a you know, it's not the vibe. It's it, it doesn't feel the same. So they're not into it. they're not into it. So he's that's why he's 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 you know playing. And Davis is you know uh, playing because you know he just he loves to play golf and you know he's hoping he can do it. So you got a guy that's hoping he can do it, uh, Davis. You got a guy that's uh, you know got nothing else to do vj and then you got a guy that still thinks he can do it and that's Furyk. so you got to go with the guy that thinks he can do it hmm. all right yeah. all right for the fourth category this is the sliced bread category so okay. we got victor hovlin morikawa colin morikawa and matthew wolf so matthew wolf almost won last week he had a difficult final round he didn't choke because he won the 3m open last year but he had a difficult final round well how do you determine whether you think a guy chokes or not well, Matthew Wolf won the 3M Open last year, so he is, he doesn't count. I mean, he, he's got it. I'm a little so more. No matter what, it's not, no matter what, it's not a choke because he won a tournament in Minnesota. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I got a little more oh bias towards him. Oh man. So okay. So we got Colin Morikawa. He's plus 2,500 to win. Victor Hovland. He's plus 2,200 to win. And Matthew Wolf. He's plus 5,000 to win. So Wolf and Morikawa have won on the PGA Tour. Victor Hovland has had incredibly high finishes on the PGA Tour, but hasn't won yet. So if you had to pick a sliced bread for this week at the Workday Charity Classic, would you go Hovland, Morikawa, or Wolf? Uh, well, last week, what, well, how did they go last week? What was... Uh, so Matthew Wolf, he, he, he was... Well, the, uh, besides Wolf, well, I, and I'm off on Wolf because here's why I'm off on him. I'd be... It's this is not like a bomber's course. Length always helps, but it's not a bomber's course. So I'm, I'm and 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 I guys when they're 
that young and they almost win, it's a it's it typically it's a little bit of a letdown the next week. I, I sure I, I'm 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 off on him. I'm off on him for for that reason. I, and so and I I like this Hovland. I really like. I'm, I'm really a, a, a high on this this Hovland kid. Now Morikawa, I'm 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 pretty high on him too. So I mean those two. Uh, that's why I'm asking, what, what did those two guys do last yeah, week? Yeah, so last week, Victor Hovland, he tied for 12th in the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I'll just read I'll just read off their uh, results since the PGA Tour has returned because okay. Morikawa didn't play last week. So Hovland last week um, tied for 12th in the Travelers Championship, tied for 11th in the RBC Heritage, tied for 21st. At Colonial, he tied for 23rd. And Hovland is 42nd in the World Golf Rankings. Morikawa, since the PGA Tour has returned, um, second at Colonial, he blew that putt on 17. Um, and then in the, in the RBC Heritage, he tied for 64th. And in the Travelers Championship, he missed the cut. And Morikawa is 29th in the World Golf Rankings. All right. And uh, yeah, that's a tough one. It's kind of a toss-up. Toss-up on those two. I'm a, I'm a Hovland fan. Let's take a quick pause and hear from our sponsors. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This final clip comes from Friday. Hank reacted to Bryson DeChambeau yelling at the cameraman early on in the week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. It was a huge story last weekend, and we finally got to it on Friday. You can go to Friday's podcast and hear the entire episode. And now I'm listening to everybody talk about it, so I'm, I'm anxious to weigh in. What, which part do you want me to weigh in on first? The uh, the the, them ripping him for his meltdown <laughs> at the cameraman. <laughs> yeah, well, first let's start with that because everybody's got an opinion on that. I'm like, I can't, but 
I listened to some of these people talk about this, like this uh, Eamon Lynch on Golf Channel or Golf Week, I think. Okay, whatever. He was on Golf Channel too, though. Uh, and I mean, he's his point was, you know, you're a professional athlete. You put yourself out there. You should be scrutinized. I mean, I get that. That's a good point. I mean, you know, you can it's, you can't argue. You can't really argue that point. But Bryson DeChambeau, like, was just a little upset that they kept the camera on him forever after he hit a, you know, a, a not good shot. Now, first off, let, let, let's just, let's put this in perspective. He's a kid, okay? I mean, that's just what he is. I mean, how old is this guy? 26 years old. Okay, he's 26 years old. I mean, he, you know, he's he's been around a couple blocks, but he hasn't been around that many uh, and you know, I, I can I can understand his point. I mean, you know, why do you try to, you know, make me look bad? Which is, you know, to, to a certain extent, that's what the PGA Tour is trying to control. See, see, now when they're doing the, the television broadcasts, they are feeding everything into like uh, central headquarters and. Jacksonville or St. Augustine or wherever it is, okay? And then that's where they're like picking all the shots that they're going to use use out of there. And it's so that they can control their message better, which is what the P and, and there's, I'm sure there's some cost reduction and the whole thing. So this is what the PGA Tour likes to do. They like to control their their message. So so I mean if he has a beef, uh he should he shouldn't really take that up with the with the cameraman or the you know, person interviewing him or all that. I mean, he he should talk to the commissioner and and beef to him about that. I mean, that's where. But but I'm not t- totally finding him at, at fault, to be honest with you. I, I mean, they they do that. They 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 stay on you, uh, and, and you know, they they want to see your reaction after a bad shot. They 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 want to see you do something. It makes good TV. I mean, when I used to go off on my Haney Project show. And we'd be filming and I, you know, and, and something would happen and whoever I was coaching, you know, wasn't listening or whatever. And I'd go off and, and you know, my producer was, oh, that was great. That was great. That's great TV. And, and frankly, you know, when, when I would go off on the radio, I mean, go, oh, that was great radio, great radio. So they like to, they like to see people go off. They like to see something like, you know, not great happen so that they, you know, like a lot of people go to the, the races to, to, you know, see the wrecks, and and you know, I I, I get it. Uh, he knows that he doesn't want to be be seen in that light. Well, he needs to control himself a little bit better. Uh, but by the same token, I mean, I, I can understand why he would say what he said. You know, hey, why do you have to hang on me for this shot? Like twenty seconds after I hit the shot. Well, there's an explanation for that too. The the possible explanation could be. That the announcer on the other side of the, you know, in the booth is talking right now about Bryson DeChambeau. And he's in the middle of a, you know, something, a paragraph, a sentence or something on Bryson DeChambeau. And the, the producer has to give him something to, you know, frame the, the conversation on. I mean, they can't. They can't, they can't, in the middle of the guy talking about Bryson DeChambeau, maybe he's making a point. Maybe he's making a point about his, the way he reacts after shots. I don't know what his point might be, but maybe he's making a point. And then 
you know, he's in the middle of his conversation. He hasn't finished it. He has the middle of his thoughts. He's got a paragraph going here. And the guy's got to give him something to frame the, the, the thoughts around. He can't just shift to, you know, some other player over on a, a different hole when the guy's right in the middle of talking about Bryce and DeChambeau. So DeChambeau doesn't think like that. He doesn't, he doesn't realize that. He doesn't know that that's the way it is. And he just thinks, hey, they're just follow the cameraman's just follow me. Well, the cameraman's doing his job. The cameraman's told to stay on him, stay on him, stay on him. Uh, you know, get, watch his reaction. That doesn't mean that the producer is using it. Okay, so so you know that happened to be on on TV, but it not necessarily wasn't going to be on. It could, it could have been something the the cameraman was was watching them. Then then all of a sudden, you know, they they've already shifted to somebody else. Or they need to stay on them because the announcer is in the middle of a of a discussion. So anyway, there's there there's a a bunch of different factors going in there. He's just looking at it one way. He's saying, "Hey, they're just trying to make me look bad." Which, you know, I mean, hey, if you don't do something that's going to make you look bad, then. Uh, but by this, by the same token, I I can defend him a little bit. I mean, I'm not I'm not, I'm not one of these guys saying, "Hey, you know, you're a professional athlete, and you know anything goes, and and uh, you're out there on display, and." You know, we have the right to to show you doing whatever it is. You know, like I, I thought that this guy's analysis was a little harsh. Uh, I, I see both sides of the, of the of the coin, and and you know that's why at the end of the day, I have to agree with what uh, DeChambeau said, and he said it's a nothing burger, and that's that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just a, just a nothing burger. I I didn't think there was anything to it. Um, you know, no, no big deal either way. You know, if he wants to have a little meltdown, he's not the most well-liked guy, you know, Tim. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 he just isn't. I mean, people are, I, I don't, I like the guy. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know what people have, you know, against him. He's different. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he, he goes on his own program. He's not scared to go the other way, try something different like he's done with his golf game, with his putting, with his with his one-length irons, with his, you know, driving it 10 miles, with his bulking up. I mean, you know, this guy is is, is different. But how many guys on the tour are really are, are different? I mean, really. I mean, how you know, how many guys look at the guys that that are that are different? Not many. I would consider Brooks Kepka to be different. Yeah, um, I think so. I mean, Tiger is different because he's great, but yeah. I, I mean, there's not that many other guys, Hank. I mean, I don't consider Rory different, JT different, DJ different, Webb Simpson different, Patrick Reed's no. different because he's always yeah. In controversy. Patrick Reed's different, DeChambeau's different. You know, Tiger's different because he's so much better than everybody else or has been. Uh, you know, there's not that many guys that are that are really that different. I mean, if you had more guys that were different. I mean, is it more interesting or less interesting to you? Um, more interesting. I think it is. It's of more, course. It's more interesting. There's more things to talk about, too. So, I don't know. I, I kind of think think the guy's good for the game myself. I yeah, really do. Definitely. You know? and, and obviously, his, his game has is, is been spectacular this year. I mean, I did, I I had to have to say I I didn't really you know see this coming out of him. I mean, I didn't know what he was doing with all this weight gain. And everything. it's funny though, listening to people talk about this this whole weight gain thing. And I was listening to someone on the radio talking about, oh, he's hitting, you know, he gained all this weight, weight, and he's hitting it, hitting it so far. And it's like it's almost like they think, man, just go get a you know a load of Big Macs and you'll you'll gain twenty five yards. Yeah. That's not the way. That doesn't do anything. 
I mean, how, gaining weight doesn't make you hit the ball farther. Speed makes the ball go farther. Speed properly applied makes the golf ball go farther. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure why. You know, he has all the extra bulk and strength. I, I my guess is is that it's it's to support the speed. But if you're not capable of swinging fast enough. And he's swinging. I don't know what his club head speed is. It's off the charts. Okay, uh, you know it, it's 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 so far up there. It's I always say you know minimum speed on the PGA Tour is 105 miles an hour. You need to be about a you know a, a, at least a, a 110, 115 miles an hour. But I mean, you look at these guys that that are you know 125 and Rory and DJ and this and 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 DeChambeau is is you know he's off the charts. He's 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 got it even up there more. All of those guys. Are capable. Kepka's capable. DJ's capable. Uh, I, I bet Justin Thomas is capable. I know Tiger's capable, or certainly was back in the day. Uh, you know, Mickelson's certainly capable of more. They're all capable of a lot more. See, a lot more. I mean, they say people typically a, a pro will swing about ninety percent of their maximum speed like if you could do your maximum speed one time they'll swing about 90% of that but here's the, here's the thing when when you swing as fast as you can if 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 you or I did it Tim we would reach our peak speed within the first like if we we're trying to have a speed contest going to swing as fast as we can we'd reach our peak after about 15 swings of trying to swing as fast as we could. If I coached, I'd say, come on, Tim, faster, faster, faster. You, within 15 swings, that would probably be it. You'd be re- it would reach your peak. And at that point, you you no matter how hard you tried, you wouldn't be able to go faster. Well, th- that's a one-time, one-shot one deal. But that doesn't carry you through 18 holes, you know, four and a half hours plus warm-up. So in order to do that, you you have to train to do that. You have to train so that you can you can keep that speed up for all day all day long. That's more what the what the training is 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 all about. And you have to have the body to support that speed, uh, so that you. I think my guess is so that you stay out of out of injury. You know, if you don't have the the body to support swinging that fast. You open yourself up to, to injuries, but you just don't put on 40 pounds, you know, uh, just it's, it's, it's sit down and have, you know, four dinners uh, every night and, and, and a, a bunch of protein shakes in between and gain 50 yards. It doesn't work like that. But he's he's swinging, you know, for the fences. That's, a, that's just a, the bottom line. He's swinging for the fences. If Tiger swung for the fences, and I don't know where he is now with his back and with, you know, at his age, but but I just, I know when I was with him from 2004 through 2010, and I, Tiger could hit it if he wanted to, if he, if he swung as fast as he could, he could hit it out there like DeChambeau is right now. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to this Sunday Best of Edition hosted by me, Minnesota Tim Parachka. Hank will be back tomorrow to react to the winner of the Workday Charity Open at Mirfield Village. Take care. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.